0: Can fly. Gosh, Marie, I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you, a plain bagel. Welcome, Welcome to the Plain Bagels Podcast. I'm Marie.
1: I'm Madison. And today we are going to be covering St. Thomas Aquinas' influence on the church. And later we're going to be joined by special guest Hannah Franz. Stay tuned. Per. Okay, so first, just to give some background, we're going to get into St. Thomas Aquinas' early life. So the first thing that I see about him is that he's from Italy, which I find quite interesting I do love me some spaghetti, some lasagna, all that good stuff. Olive Garden. What about you, Marie? Yeah, Olive
0: Garden is definitely the best. Those endless breadsticks really are amazing. They just hit different. Yeah, so St. Thomas Aquinas was born in 1225, which is almost 800 years ago. And his legacy still lives on today. Who does that remind you of, Madison? Betty White. Betty White was such an icon. She was, for sure. So growing up St Thomas Aquinas seemed to kind of have his life planned out for him no matter what he was always going to go into religious life. He as a teenager really wanted to be a Dominican friar. Does that sound like something you'd want to do Matt? Absolutely not.
1: You would know, well that's not allowed, is it? since we're, like, girls. Yeah, I guess that's fair. (laughs) But me personally, that... Me personally, no. But it's good that, like, I find it interesting that his parents wanted him to go into something religious, like the Monte Casino, and then he also wanted to do something religious, they just didn't line up the way he wanted them to.
0: Exactly, and I wish those were the kind of problems I had with my parents. For real.
1: Oh my goodness. But
0: eventually, after a couple years, he was able to convince his parents oh yes, to finally yes. send him to the University of Paris, where he began to study to be a Dominican friar, which was his dream growing up.
1: Mm. And what's more interesting about that is that he did end up going to Monte Cassino in about 1239, and he spent nine years there, and he was in a sanctuary of spiritual and <laughs> cultural life, but he was forced to return to his parents because the emperor expelled the monks because they were too obedient to the Pope. Oh my. That's interesting. That's crazy. (laughs) That's like us not listening to Principal Kowalski. Exactly. It really is. That's interesting. Uh, Hmm. Anything else you find interesting about St. Thomas
0: Aquinas? So, when he went to University of Paris, he studied under two main people, Albertus Magnus and Roger Bacon. Bacon. Oh, yeah, bacon, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like turkey bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So during the time that he was being educated, there were a lot of people who were going into this new era of a mix of Arabian and Aristotle. And this was something the church did not like. They were like, this is not what we teach. This is not okay. So they tried to X out and block these people. And St. Thomas Aquinas was like, um, stop. No, thank you. And he went on to learn about Aristotle and even began lecturing about him.
1: Wow. He was bold. That's interesting. Do we know how old he was around this time? <laughs> or like? Oh
0: it God, looks like happen he happen was it? probably middle-aged, 30s to 40s-ish. So he was a little further on in his life, but still pretty young to make a difference. That's
1: interesting. He kind of ate them up, bro.
0: Honestly. Man.
1: And didn't you say something about him having a lot of siblings? Oh, yeah.
0: He was the youngest of at least nine kids, maybe more. <laughs> at least. At least. At least is crazy. And I'm the youngest of eight, and oh boy, is it tough. Oh boy! Wait, eight? Oh, you
1: are. Oh, I am. Me personally, I wouldn't take that. Being an only child everything. Yeah, so he
0: really had to make a difference, because sounds like he's the only one in his family anyone remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do his... <laughs> you didn't have to do
1: them like that. <laughs> oh, you know, we can't all be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's just a little bit about St. Thomas Aquinas. And so we have our question that we wanted to ask about him and what he had to say about the church. So our question was, how did St. Thomas Aquinas' teachings affect the church and kind of what did that entail? So like, what would we do without him, without his teachings, without his knowledge, his wisdom? And we're going to unpack that once Hannah comes. So thank you for listening to this little preface. And we'll be right back after this short break. Bagels out!
2: hey hannah have you ever
0: had to memorize 14 bible verses for your religion 12 class no i
2: can't say i have
0: well i have we have a solution for you
1: drop out of high (laughs) school now welcome back to our podcast
0: hey madison hey so why didn't the Priest like bagels so much. Yo no say. It's because they're holy. Oh my.
1: Welcome Welcome back to the Plain Bagels Bagels podcast. I'm Marie. I'm Madison, and we're back with our special guest, Hannah From. Woo! Hey Hannah! Hey, thanks so much for having me on your podcast, guys. Yeah, thank you so
0: much for coming. We appreciate it. So, Madison, I think you had a really important question for Hannah.
1: Yes, I did. So we brought Hannah on this podcast because we really thought she would slay. And so our first question for her was, what do you think St. Thomas Aquinas was like at a party?
2: Oh, goodness. Are we talking like a high school party or like a college party? Oh, we know we don't party in high school. So let's
0: switch that to college. We're too busy
2: studying. Yeah, 21 and over. Um, honestly, I'd have to say that he'd probably be like the RA, like be the one that's like, sticking the mud and being the one shutting down the party. Oh yeah, that he really would. Right.
0: All right, so today, well, on this little portion of our podcast, we're going to be diving into Thomas Aquinas and how he viewed the Christian faith. So Hannah, who's your favorite celebrity? Um, I
1: don't really know. I really like uh, Chris
2: Evans though. Oh Wow!
1: Interesting. People's sexiest man. (laughs) No, for real.
0: Okay, so Hannah, have you ever met Chris Evans? I sadly have not, no. Oh, so you don't know him as a person, right? Unfortunately, no. Oh, yeah. So you know him a lot through, like, news outlets and all that. And that's exactly how Thomas Aquinas knew about the Christian faith. He learned a lot about it from the Greeks, and so he didn't have a complete
1: picture of what it was like. Yes, and so... Something about St. Thomas Aquinas was since he was learning from these other scholars, Islamic and Greek scholars, He only got his perspective of Christianity from them, and so he didn't really have a direct perspective of Christianity and what that entailed, and so we were wondering, how can we translate this into modern day life? Therefore, we asked Hannah, who her favorite celebrity is,
2: and so what do you know about Chris
1: Evans? Like, give us a little rundown.
2: Um, to be honest, just from, like, the Marvel Universe and him playing, like, Captain America, because I, like, grew up as... Um, like, on his side, like, the whole, like, Captain America <laughs> versus,
0: like,
2: Iron Man thing. Like, I was always teaming Oh, don't say that to me. I'm an Iron Man fan. Oh,
1: no. Ugh. Rivalry. <laughs> not for real.
0: Okay, so,
2: Hannah, do you know much about Thomas Aquinas? Like, do you know any fun facts about him? Um, not really. I just know that he was, like... I don't know. To be honest, whenever I hear about him, I always think of like like kid in the library who was like always like reading up on his like different philosophies and stuff. Mm. And then I remember uh freshman year religion class, Mrs. Chen would talk about like his five proofs of like the existence of God. But like that's as far as my knowledge goes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but
0: that's a really important part. That's yeah. how his
1: legacy lives on for eight hundred years. Exactly. And I think that's interesting too that you mentioned that, just like what you learn in religion class and whatnot, and that connects back to our earlier point that this is all we know about this is how we get our information from about Aquinas, is from outside sources and from our religion teachers, and like people that obviously didn't know him personally, but they know things about him. Therefore they can teach us things about him. So that's very interesante. For sure, I agree, very cool. Don't go far, we'll be right back after this short commercial break. See you later alligator. After a while, crocodile, Hey, so this is our commercial break and Mr. Rovellis, this one's for you.
2: Based on what you've heard so far, what's the average for our grade?
1: (laughs) Are we getting an A, are we gonna a B? (laughs) Me personally, I think we deserve an A. Because I think we gave you some really good information here, some nice caveats, and it's also very funny, very humorous. I think our jokes at the beginning of each segment really set the mood, so hopefully you like it.
2: It's the perfect blend of, like, facts and humor, so... For real. Hopefully you enjoy it, and if you don't give us an A,
1: we're going to have an issue. We're going to drop out. We're going to drop out of school. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Madison, why are seagulls called
0: seagulls? Hmm. Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be called
1: bagels! Welcome Welcome back back to the Plain Plain Bagels Podcast. I'm Marie. I'm Madison, and we're back with our special guest, Hannah. And over our commercial break,
0: our very important commercial break, Hannah asked us a a really good question, and we think
2: that she should share it with our viewers. Yeah, guys, I've always had a question about Thomas Aquinas that has never quite been answered before, so since I'm with the experts, I figured you guys could help me out. My question was, what would Christian practices and policies look like if Thomas Aquinas was not influenced by other religions? More specifically, what effect would this have on the Catholic denomination? Hmm,
1: that's a good question. And from our research, we haven't found the answer to that question either. We were wondering the same thing. But we do have some tips for future researchers that want to know the answer to this question as well. So what would be required is a complete analysis of the scholars that Aquinas drew from and a synthesis of how the church would be different with their respective influences, which makes sense because, let's be real, if Aquinas wasn't there to influence the Christian church, it would not be the way it is now, especially the Catholic denomination. Marie? Exactly, Madison. I'm right there
0: with you. And to build off of what she's saying, I'm going to talk about the best way to determine what this religion would look like because Thomas Aquinas is such a foundational person in these practices that it's almost impossible to completely take him out of the equation. But to do so, we'd have to go back in time travel, physically remove him, and then we would research what it's like. Since we haven't quite yet gotten there as far as technology, we would really have to deep, deep dive into every single Catholic tradition that is there and trace its roots back to where it came from. Then from there, we would have to painstakingly remove... Thomas Aquinas from that equation to finally determine what the religion would look like. And all those words just exhausted me, so we'll leave that to the future (laughs)
1: researchers. That's interesting. So what do you guys think it would be like like if Aquinas wasn't there, if you just had to guess? What do you think Christianity would be like? I think it would
0: be a lot more strict. There wouldn't be a lot of, you know, influences from outside religions. Because as we talked about Mm. earlier with our celebrity example, Thomas Aquinas brought some new perspectives into the church and he gave them other religions to base their
1: traditions off of which
2: the church wouldn't have experienced without him
1: that's a good point how about you hannah
2: uh yeah i really agree with that and then also like i think that his proofs are also a really big like part of um proving like the existence of god like i said before Mm. so i think that without those like being a prominent part um it would be really difficult to try and like, show people that God really does exist. And like, trying to prove that would be a lot more difficult.
1: Interesting. I think that's Not a really true. good point. I agree. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. And
2: I completely agree as
1: well. I think the church obviously would be a lot different, but I think it would be maybe a lot more strict, but it could also be a lot more relaxed Because I don't know how the Islamic and okay. Jewish religions were back in the day, but from Jesus' time, we know they were quite strict. So maybe if we didn't have Aquinas, they'd be a little more lax. But that's for the researchers to figure out. That's not our problem. So we think that's enough knowledge for today. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, Hannah, so much for joining us. Any last-minute remarks? Uh, yeah, I just want to
2: thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of your podcast. Like, it was a great opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate you. You added a lot of great
0: knowledge to our podcast. And you'll definitely be back for in our next episode. All right. Bagels out.